Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. This week on Tooling Review, it's Children of the Atom number one from Marvel Comics. When did the X-Men get sidekicks? Now. Oh, when did the X-Men get sidekicks? Now. That still doesn't read right for me. Anyway, don't miss the debut of the greatest teenage superhero team of all time, exclamation point. They've learned from the best. Now they're ready to be put to the test. But who the heck are these kids and where do they come from, question mark? Guest starring, you guessed it, the X-Men, exclamation point. Matthew, please, please, please tell me. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Hickman's still doing the whole um, X Men are on uh, Krakatoa, and they've Krakoa. Uh, and they've told everyone else to back off, and they're like, "Hey, all X Men's, all mutants, you're welcome here." Yes. And then also, I guess going on because I think this was something that played out both in Runaways and what's the uh, the Marvel equivalent of Young Justice, the Power Packs. Yeah, champions. Where all of a sudden they've outlawed teen yes. heroes. What's Kamala going on with that? Kamala Khan, who is secretly Ms. Marvel, was injured in what looked like a superhero fight. And so uh, local politicians passed Kamala's law, ah. which basically says that it is illegal for anyone under 18 to be a costumed adventurer in the Marvel Universe currently. Okay, well, how do they make that determination? Do they just go by size? Because... You know, I, I'm going to bet when my well, oldest son is 18 and legal, he's still going to be the size he is now. And people are going to think that he's a he's an underage kid. Right. And, so, you know, my you know, child the, has been six foot tall since they were 14. So, yeah. You know. And so, you know, they did the whole. How are they going to check that? Because, you know, they did that whole superhero registration act, which led to they civil did. war. And well, and that, they currently <laughs> have the majority of the champions locked up in a prison. With only like four or five people actually out and about. Uh, so yeah, it's it's really civil war all over again. It's the same shtick. It's the government is coming for the superheroes, but in this case, they're only coming for the teen heroes. And frankly, I don't I don't care. Outlawed can be over as quickly as possible. But yes, at this point in the Marvel universe, if you are an underage superhuman, you are technically operating outside of the law and and are subject to arrest. Okay, so that leads us to. Children of the Atom, number one, these uh, people who are based a, a young superhero team of what we assume are high schoolers, although one of them may be a little bit younger. Maybe he's a freshman or middle schooler. He's just a tiny person, perhaps. He might just be small. But they have drawn their inspiration from the the X-Men. So you, we've got Cherub, who is like mm-hmm. Angel, and then we've got Marvel Guy, who's kind of like Marvel Guy. And Marvel then we Girl, have, yeah. Then we have uh, Cyclops Lass, who's kind of mm-hmm. like Jean Grey. And then we have Gimmick, who's very much like Night, uh, uh, um, uh, Logan. No, I'm thinking Logan. Oh, Logan. And then sure. we have Daycrawler, who is very much like Nightcrawler, Silent. except Silent. that he works during the day and Nightcrawler can only work at night. And so they got the whole 24 hours covered. 
So um, you don't think that the Cyclops lass is like Cyclops? No, because number one, she's a girl. Number two, she's the leader. And number three, her costume is really awesome. So that only leads us to believe that this can be a Jean Grey analog and not but, a Scott Summers Cyclops analog. <laughs> but Cyclops is the leader. No, he's not. He's not a very good leader. Jean Grey's a better leader than than Scott Summers is. <sighs> <laughs> all right x-men nerds podcast at majorspoilers.com they're both inferior to storm but i mean you know what are you gonna do so yeah so we get this uh, group of kids that are running around and trying to stop crime and then a couple of the real x-men are there and they're like please come with us come to our creepy island and you can be free of all this madness and they're like nah we're not gonna do that I love the fact that the X-Men team that comes to parlay with them is Magma, Pixie, and Maggot. Yeah. Maggot is back from the dead, my friends. Maggot is well, back. He's so better than ever. So that's one of the things that we learn about uh, Krakoa is that, um, that that they can resurrect X-Men without a problem. So if they die, all you got to do is snap your fingers and they magically appear out of a pod or something. Everybody's back from the dead. And I think at some point we're going to find out that everyone who's back from the dead, quote unquote, back from the dead are actually just walking vegetations. And at some point they're going to all die when, when this whole thing goes to goes to heck, when Jonathan Hickman gets tired of, of telling his X-Men tale and he's just like, yeah, all those guys that died and came back. No, they were just plant creatures. They're gone. Whoop. Anyway, they're like, please come with us to our magical Island where you will never grow old and you will never die. And the kids are like, yeah, no, we got Killed we got other everyone. we got other things to take care of, and uh, and then we kind of get into the line. Of course, then we get the X Men, uh, mm-hmm. the the core the core set of the X Men minus Beast, who are sitting around going, maybe we should just kidnap these kids and force them to come to our magical land. And then uh, Jean Grey's like, no, I think we should talk to them and be nice. And Scott right. Summers is like, no, kidnap them and drag them here forcefully. And then, uh, uh, wild, not wildfire, um, uh, what's his face? The one that wears brown all the time and, and skirmishes Wolverine? his face. Yeah. Yeah. That guy, he's sitting there going, no bub, let's get him drunk and then bring him to our Island. This is a weird <sighs> book, man. That's not exactly what happened. He actually said, I can get drunk and find them anytime I want, but how is this possible? Grunt? We're not sure yet, but it's troubling. If what Pixie reported is accurate, one of them seems to be a telepath. Perhaps he is shielding them because we can't read any of their minds. Da, da, da. So and it's important to know that the uh, the issue opens with the Children of the Atom fighting four depowered mutants. Yeah. Who were not invited to Krakoa because they're depowered. Well, so here's the thing, though. And I think that this is the key part. So one of the things that is kind of important with the Jonathan Hickman run is that Jonathan Hickman, and um, I don't know if he created it himself or he was working with the artist at the time to do this, but he's created all of these like graphic pages that go into great detail about what's going on with the world of the X-Men and, uh, you know, all of the the little bits of information, like during the whole time loop thing where, he, you know, he drew this whole timeline out. And how they loop back upon one another with um, with um, what's her name, McTaggart. And, it, you know, it's really important. I mean, that stuff is super, super detailed. The thing is, in order to sometimes understand what's going on in the comic book, 
you have to read and analyze that text. Yes. So if you're just looking at it and you're like, oh, the Hell's Bells, original entry, uh, Archivist X. The Hell's Bells were a group of blah, blah, blah. And you could read that. You could probably, okay, so I get the gist of what's going on on the rest of this page. Let me get back to the comic booky action, right? Right. But the thing is, you really need to read to the end of the page because one of the things that happens, and this is a complete uh, spoiler thing here uh, for those of you. Uh, there is a page, I'm trying to find it so that we know, um, it is in a forum uh, that they have. And one of the questions say, how does the gate work? And another response is, I tried the one in Washington Square Park and nothing happened. I was still in Manhattan. And then a reply to that is, they only work for muties. My neighbor walked through one and disappeared. And so the issue ends with these uh, young children of the atom. We don't know what their team is, I don't think. I think they're X-Men Junior, I think. They don't have an actual name. Uh, X-Men Babies, uh, coming Saturday morning to CBS. That's already been done. Oh, hasn't? Okay, sorry. Yeah, the X-Babies. Anyway, they go to Coney Island, and they try to step through a gate, and it doesn't work. And they're like, well, maybe we can try again later. So... This and when I first read it, you know, I didn't read all of that, all of that text. I didn't read that block of text because I was like, okay, yeah, I get it. It's just blah, 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 blah. And then I was like, what the heck happened? Did they, are they from another universe and they stepped through to this universe? What's, what's going on? I don't understand it. And then I went back up and I said, oh, yeah, you got to read all this stuff. So I went back up and read it and I'm like, ah, either they're, they're not mutants. That's the thing. They are not mutants. And, I think that the implication is that they're not mutants anymore. No, because they still have the their powers. Is That's... actually depowered mutants. Well, then how, how, think... do, how do they have their powers? How does, how does uh, Cyclops Lass use her laser vision? And how does uh, Bishop uh, do her thing? And how does Angel do his thing? And, and Daycrawler do his thing? They have to have some kind of powers to be doing that. Uh, they do. This is a universe where Stark International exists. I mean, they're clearly, at least two of them are clearly wearing armor. I am going to go on the record right now as saying that the reason they call her gimmick is because she has built equipment that is allowing them to duplicate the powers of the original X-Men. Mm. Which is why it's not, well, not the original X-Men, obviously, because Gambit well, you you have, know, came around you in have Angel, but, you have a beast analog with Marvel guy. Nightcrawler, Cyclops, he's, he's part and Bishop, Archangel, and a little bit of of uh, Colossus to me because he's got the heavy, heavy armor. Oh, but yeah, yeah. yeah, and I think that they have their powers through some sort of gimmickry, which would make this very similar to the New Warriors book from about oh god, fifteen years ago. Now, well, to be honest, you know what I thought when I was reading this. Man, I wonder if they if they couldn't do Big Hero Six anymore because now it's a Disney fied property, and so this is their new Big Hero Six team. They have a Big Hero Six book. I thought. I don't think it's on. I don't think there's a nothing new going on with it. Not a Marvel book, no. But no, no. But I'm talking about know. like the Disney fied stuff. So this is them saying, okay, we need another group of kids that maybe get their powers from somewhere else. But it's clear that they're not mutants, and they're very upset about it. I think. That all five of these people are secretly people that we've either seen before or that are going to pop up and they're going to be like, oh, yeah, this is totally uh, the guy who lived next door to Cyclops' ex-girlfriend. We're going to see these characters as somehow tied into the backstory. But 
they're not mutants, and I think they're not mutants anymore. Oh, so you they think that they were to, once... I think they used to be mutants. Hmm, they've been depowered, and they're using technology to get their powers. Hmm. I don't know. Mute growth I... hormone? Or well, and that's and so that's you know that's another thing maybe Bambi magic power maybe with gimmick I mean we don't know a lot about we see some interactions between um, Cyclops Lass and gimmick uh, in the high school gym and they're talking back and forth going why do you do this and you know gimmick is all like oh I just love making the costumes for everybody and we're doing all these cool things and we're helping people it wouldn't surprise me if there was some kind of a mutant formula that they've taken or you know, injected some, um, Terrigen mist into their, into their systems. Um, Terrigen is definitely a possibility. I don't know uh, if Terrigen mist would allow them to walk through the portal though. No, it wouldn't. Cause then they would Terrigen be, would make they would be inhuman. inhumans, right? Right. And the inhumans, uh, and the mutants have some bad blood between them. If, and this is a big if, but if I'm reading the Krakatoan text correctly, on that last page where we see the coming for next issue, where you see mm-hmm. the little thing, the circle, mm-hmm. I think the stuff at the bottom says only human. Mm, okay. Which I don't know. I honestly don't know. I know that this book has been kind of bouncing around for like a year now. This was something that was originally uh, planned to come out during a previous crossover madness thing. And I think it was delayed due to, uh, you know, the universe gestures so, randomly at everything. So, um, issue number two is going to feature a prison breakout mm-hmm. with the Avengers showing up in in those shenanigan actions. Okay. In issue number three, now I can't find the solicitations for issue four, but in the solicitations for issue number three, it says Origin revealed. Who are the X Men sidekicks behind the masks? Meanwhile, a brand new alternative medicine is changing the lives at school. But who's recruiting the victims? I mean, patients, question mark. Oh, God. So, experiment gone wrong? Possibly. Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of things that could be going on here. and Maybe the, they're you know, all robots. Hard to say. This is the proverbial Thunderbolts uh, moment where we're getting a little bit of something and we get that shocking moment at the end where they're not mutants at all. dun dun da. But what are they, I feel like, is somewhere down the line. Now, is I this unlimited? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I have no idea. Considering that it is part of, considering it's part of Jonathan Hickman's uh, initiative kind of thing, my yeah. guess is it's going to be six issues. At the end of six issues, they will judge whether there's enough fan, fan interest to keep these characters around and doing things. Right. Um, and if so, then they will probably become part of the main X-Men stuff and get their own book. But like we see in, what did you say? Champions. Champions um, yeah. um, is that book? That book's ended, right? No. Champions is still. Oh, is it I, still ongoing? I thought they had reached yeah. the end of Champions. No, I just reviewed a Champions issue with X-Men in it uh, a couple of weeks ago. Okay. Because if you remember, due to time travel shenanigans, Cyclops was a member of the Champions back when he was a kid, <sighs> only when he wasn't. Cyclops from the past came to the future. He was a kid. He joined the champions, but he went back in time. And because he went back in time, all of his memories are still intact. So he remembers being a champion. So the champions, right? The few remaining champions are cornered by the government and the government is like surrender now. And all of a sudden there's this big flash of light and Cyclops steps out, right? 
And he says, on behalf of the sovereign government of Krakoa, come with us, I children. Offer, come to our creepy island and I live offer, forever. Uh, yeah, basically, I'm offering a sanctuary to the champions. Da da da. And it's this really cool moment. And then, of course, you know, we find out that there's more and less to it than that. But uh, this issue kind of puzzles me because some of the things that I got out of it, you didn't get out of it. And other people like, who like were talking what? about it didn't get out oh, of it. Oh, yeah. Just so everyone's clear. I know who the these analogs are supposed to be. I was I was messing with the minds of the uh, of the hardcores. Just so that they could get riled up. You know, if you have to explain the joke. I know, but some of them can't take a joke, so. Right, that's true. So what are some things that you got that I didn't get? I have a clear belief that this story is saying that these are depowered mutants. Although, you know, talking to you and reading back through it and looping through it for like the third or fourth time here, I'm like, why do I believe that? And I'm starting to wonder if if I don't believe that because of something that I either heard or read out of universe that my brain just carried with me. But I don't know. And I feel like, you know, when it opened up and they said, Hey, here are these depowered mutants. Uh, these, uh, creeps who used to work for cyber. Dun, dun, dun. I'm like, okay, that's important that these creeps are the ones who worked for cyber. And then I started to wonder about the maggot magma and pixie team. And I'm like, are they supposed to, what do they represent? Are they plant people? They're plant people. They're not plant people. But is it important that these three guys showed up? And then I'm like, "Eh, I don't know. So it just feels like this, this really wants to be Kurt Busick and Mark Bagley's Thunderbolts. Number one, that throws a wrench in everything and gives you that. Oh, so you think there may be villains or something. I don't know about villains, but there's definitely something going on, but the way that it actually gets, you know, shown to us doesn't quite have that same weight, that same cachet, if you like it, you know, for lack of a better word. But I really do like that ending. And I like that moment of it's kind of shocking. And yet also not because throughout the episode, they keep saying, why haven't they come to Krakoa like all the other? Well, because they're they're trying every single night. And that's why the ending is saying, hey, that's OK. We'll we'll do it next time. Right. And they they uh, they have a they have a mystery, something to hide. Yeah. And I'm seeing some uh, clickbaity article that says X Men, Children of the Atom, could they be the key to Krakoa's Kitty Pride mystery? I don't know what's going on with Kate Pride. Um, what's what's going on there? She's a mystery. Why is she a mystery? Well, the way I understand it, she's the only mutant who can't come to Krakoa. Oh, really? Yeah. And is it because she's got a dragon who's not really a mutant? I think it's because, um, I think at one point they theorized that because her phasing powers mess with technology, they also mess with Krakoa's plant technology. Oh. But I think there may be more to that mystery. I don't know. I haven't been reading Marauders. Is the only way to get to Krakoa through one of the gates, can you just fly over there uh, and fly out into the middle of the ocean or whatever? Or is this something that exists in a different dimension? You certainly can try to fly out into the ocean over the living island that can, you know, jump up and strike you filled with hundreds of thousands of people with superhuman powers. Well, So Kitty Pride can't even just fly over to the island? Kitty can't fly. I mean, in an airplane, I mean, she can parachute <laughs> she in. She can phase through the she can phase through the entire planet and come up where she needs to be. She has a, a pirate ship. She does. 
and she goes to Krakoa. Yeah, you didn't know this? Marauders is the story of Captain Kitty Pride and her pirate ship. Okay. <laughs> you gotta read these books, I, man. No, I don't. I really, for years, and I'm sorry, uh, for years there is a childhood trauma resulting of, uh, involving the X-Men, an X-Men comic, and me just having z- zero huge interest now. No, it wasn't that. Uh, it was just a, a zero interest in the X-Men. I mean, I enjoy reading it. Like, uh, you know, you can give me a, a trade. Like when we did the first. The Hawks, uh, Fox, yeah. yeah, when we did that. That was really fun to read. When, um, you know, when you had the, the Great Phoenix Saga. Man, I devoured that over a summer a couple of times just going through that multiple times. I, I enjoy the X-Men, um, the X-Men television series when it was on. I've enjoyed the movies and I, you know, I generally have a general knowledge of the X-Men. But if you were to say, Stephen, we want you to read the X-Men week after week. And all. Oh, by the way, there's 10 other X-Men books that you also have to read in order to understand what's going on. That is a hard pass for me. And, um, yeah. you know, first of all, childhood trauma. Second thing, uh, Mogo's World or whatever the hell that that thing Mojo. was. Mojo's World. Just had Mogo me just Green Lantern. That's right. Also ruined Green Lantern. Yes. But uh, yes, Mojo's World, that whole event back in 90, whatever it was, two uh, or three, just had <laughs> me just say, no, the thank X-Babies. you. babies No, thank you. When was Mojo's World? Was that 92? Uh, Mojo World has been around since the Long Shot series in '87. I'm not sure. Yeah, but there was a there was a to. whole there was a whole Mojo event in. It was probably '93. Yeah, if I'm thinking of the same thing. Yeah, yeah, where all of a sudden he was kind of controlling everything, and it was just like super confusing and whatever. So here's uh, the here's the thing. Um, yeah. I will probably never, and I'll, I won't say uh, absolutely, but I will probably never ever. Uh, subscribe to an X-Men series, put it on my, put it on my, uh, pull list, uh, you know, read it monthly, just not going to happen. Uh, now I'm not going to say that's absolutely not going to happen, but more than likely, I would say there's a 95% probability that the X-Men will never be on my pull list or a monthly read pile or anything like that. That being said, I enjoyed this issue. I enjoyed the mystery. I enjoyed trying to say, okay, who are these guys? Why aren't their powers going, uh, you know, working? Uh, you know, why can't they go to, to Mutant Island? And uh, so I enjoyed this issue. I thought it was well done. I thought we got to see a little bit of insight into these characters. Uh, I think um, their relationships are going to be very important going forward. Uh, you know, there's this one guy at the basketball, uh, this guy who was, I guess, dying from something, cancer or something. Um Shows back up and he's been out for months and all of a sudden he's like super awesome athlete and he's kicking the butt of um, of what's the uh, Archangels guy's name uh, in this book. Cherub. Yeah, Cherub kicks his butt on the basketball court and it's like, huh, what's going on with that? Well, we know by issue two and three that there's some experimentations going on and maybe that's what's going on with these guys, too. So I don't know. I, I really enjoyed the book. I, I like the art. I like the action. Uh, I would say if you're going to pick this up, make sure you read everything because it will fill you in when all of a sudden you jump to another page and you kind of scratch your head and go, what's going on here? Go back and reread that stuff because it tells you exactly what's coming up next. So I give this a thumbs up. I enjoyed it. I would recommend it to somebody. Yeah, I would too. I kind of enjoyed uh, maybe an old school feel to this, something that feels like you know, I hate to say it because they're doing it again. The, the post heroes reborn stuff. Oh, I thought you were going to say Gen Thirteen. No, I never liked Gen Thirteen. That's kind of what this also feels like to me because you got the grunge character, eh, you got the you character. Yeah, 
yeah, there's there's a new warriors vibe, there's an early champions vibe, but I don't know that you're ever going to avoid that when you're assembling a team team. Everything kind of goes back to, you know, Wolfman Perez. So I like it and I feel like this is a book where I do hope that we see these characters around. I hope that they do have some sort of sticking power. I don't necessarily hold out a lot of hope because, you know, it's modern comics, but it would be nice to see this. I really enjoy some of the design work. I love the fact that Marvel guy's costume has a luchador hood for a mask. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, it's great. I love that. I mean, there should be more, more luchador hoods for masks. Marvel. You can hear me. I know yeah. you can hear me. You listen to this show every week. Joe Quesada. Uh, we were trying to make a point of not calling out everybody who listens to this show, oh, uh, except sorry. for the, except for the awesome people in our discord who are listening live. Thursday nights at 8 o'clock p.m. We certainly will call them out. Like Marshall. Marshall showed up on time this week. Pleasant Doom is here. Uh, Mark Smith 72 and a whole lot more are hanging out in the chat. And you can do that as well by pointing your, uh, uh, your Discord server to the Major Spoilers Discord server and jumping in. Now, the only way you can listen live is if you're a patron at the silver level and higher, but you just connect your Patreon account and then you can come over and listen live on Thursday nights, or you can just hang out in the chat room while we're recording. And sometimes we'll, we'll make some comments about what's going on. And certainly you can listen and talk as well. Um, But we try, we're trying to cut back on our shout outs to our professional level friends. Again, not going to mention names, Dan DiDio, Jim Lee, Scott Steiner. We're not trying to to call those people's names out because we, we know don't want everybody to be thinking Jeff Johns. We know you're out there. Yeah, we don't need Greg Capullo to suddenly yeah. say, "Well, you guys didn't mention my name this week, and I'm yeah. kind of upset with you guys." So we're trying right. to cut we down don't on want that. Teddy Snot Pockets. The last thing we need is Gail Simone uh, starting her day off with a rant about us and getting everybody or, all worked or up. So Stan Sakai coming back at us mad again. You know that's yeah. You know, so we are only Mark, keeping Mark it. Evanier out there. We know you're here, Mark. <laughs> yes. And he's got a lot of things to say about a couple of our shows. Oh, uh, yes, he does. Um, but here's the thing. We want our dear, dear, dearest listeners, not the professionals, yeah. although you're like you, welcome to Mel Blank. <laughs> Mel Blank's been dead since before podcasts <laughs> were around. Mel Blank is out there. And I, I know you're out there, too. Don Rickles. We are looking at you, Dick Van Dyke. Milton Dick Van Dyke is alive. I know that's what I'm saying. He's alive. Oh. Yours are dead. Milton oh, Burrow. Oh man, I should double check before I is Don Rickles alive? Don Rickles, I think he's alive. I think he's still alive, right? Let's double Maybe check. He passed away. No, oh yeah, he passed no, his wife passed away in 2017. He's still alive. Oh. Okay, N- good. 1926. Carl Reiner. Carl Reiner. N- n- yeah, it's all of yous. Yes, all of you people out there who are listening to this show. Oh no, he died at no, oh, he died in 2017. So, oh, poor Don Rick. Montgomery Clift. <laughs> uh yeah, so uh listen, we want only our truest diehard fans like Susan Partridge. Make sure that this show continues far into the future. And Matthew, how are people going to do that? Well, what you're going to do is you are going to tell your friends, wake the kids, phone the neighbors, and tell them all to go to our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash major spoilers. And you're going to look for a post, which will have the next week's dueling review. Yes. Like, for instance, this week, I believe it's going to be the, what, 15th, 14th? 17th. 17th. That's a long yes. way out. So Wednesday is 10. You right. add seven to that, and that will be next Wednesday. I know how weeks work. 
I just forget whether Comic Day is Tuesday or Wednesday. Well, it, it really depends. So if you are a DC Comics fan, and if I you am. want to read your DC Comics, those come out on Tuesday, or they're supposed right. to come out on Tuesday. Uh, here's the thing. I am very interested in our listeners. Go to your comic shop on Tuesday. If you're a DC fan, if you're not a DC fan, you don't have to participate in this because I know yeah. there's some non-DC people out there. But I would, I'm would, i very curious. Go to your comic shop and see if they have the new DC comics out on Tuesday or if you're one of those, uh, if you have one of those comic shops where they're sitting there with their arms crossed going, no, we're putting everything out on Wednesday. We don't care what DC comics is doing. Uh, I'm, because, because I have a feeling that there are people who are getting their comics on Tuesday and not putting it out until Wednesday with everything else because it's too much hassle, man. Possible. But anyway, coming out next week from DC Comics is Batman Beyond Volume 8. Uh, we also have Batman versus Ra's al Ghul. That'll be cool. As well as Catwoman number 29, a three ninety nine comic. There's some digital first stuff that also comes out if you're over on Comixology. And you can uh, help support the show by using the Comixology link over at Major Spoilers. Uh, Challenge of the Super Sons, issue number 8, comes out. Only 99 cents there. Nightwing nice. number 78 arrives next week. Superman Red and Blue, issue number 1, five ninety nine. And then we also have uh, some reprints. They're reprinting the old Super Friends comic books from the 70s. What? Uh, you can pick those up, too, as uh, those are digital uh, reprints, digital releases. Re they're, re they're remastering Super Friends? Well, I don't know how remastered they are. I'm sure they're recolored or whatever, you know, made into the digital world. But, yeah, you can go get Super Friends number 42 next week wow. from the that ran from 1976 to 1981 over there on Comixology.com. Uh, also, uh, let's see. There's also a Wonder Woman issue coming out next week. Uh, issue uh, one... This is also an, an old one, a reprint of this. Uh, 123 comes out next week for $1.99 over all the digital stuff. Uh, but those are just some of the comics that are coming out from DC Comics. Now, for the rest of the world, uh, comic books from some other publishers come out on Wednesdays. So either you're going and waiting until Wednesday anyway to pick up your DC Comics, or you're going twice a week, which I think is actually a good thing for your, uh, your comic book stores if you can go in multiple times. Sure. My guess, we're not all that way, and you're probably only going in once a week anyway, considering that there's less than 3,000 comic book stores in the country, and many of you probably have to drive a ways to get your comics. So maybe some of you only go once a month. Doesn't matter. Next week from Boom Studios, you can go pick up Abbott, uh, 1973, number three. Jim When's Henson's, Costello coming out? Uh, not for a long time. Jim Henson's okay. The Storyteller Tricksters, number one, should be very interesting. And Orcs, number two, which has already gotten a couple of votes from Orcs. our patrons. Yeah. Uh, Dark Horse Comics next week has a trade paperback collection of Bill and Ted are doomed, doomed, doomed. Also, there is what else do they have? That's a single issue thing. Uh, I Oh, uh, Orphan and the Five Beasts. Number one that Rodrigo reviewed this week on the major spoilers podcast comes out next week. And I'm, I'm thinking that is the only single issue. That I see coming out next week from uh, from Dark Horse Comics, all the rest are. Um, you know, uh, trade paperbacks and art books like uh, Matthew and I were talking before the show. For those of you that were hanging out in the discord ahead of time, we were talking about Magic the Gathering and um, and Hearthstone and Keyforge. Uh, Dark Horse Comics next week has the art of Keyforge hardcover uh, available. So people might want to check that out as well. Dynamite Entertainment next week has Red Sonja number 24. Red Sonja, the superpowers one and two get reprints. Vampirilla Dark Powers number four and Vengeance of Vampirilla number 13 and 15, apparently. Nice. IDW Publishing next week has the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles ongoing 115. 
and uh, Star Wars Adventures number four and Transformers Back to the Future number three. Everyone knows the first back to, uh, Transformers Back to the Future was the best one. Uh, Image Comics next week has Kick-Ass versus Hit-Girl number five, the final issue there. Ultra Mega by James Heron number one arrives, as does the Walking Dead Deluxe number 11. Ooh, go pick that up. Marvel Comics next week has Black Knight, Curse of the Ebony Blade, number one, Captain Marvel, number 27, Iron Man, number seven, Spider-Woman, number 10, Star Wars Bounty Hunters, number 10, Thor 13, Trials of Ultraman, number one, which has also gotten a couple of votes over on our Patreon page, and uh, X-Force, number 18. In all the rest category, we have, what do we have here? Children of the Grave, number three, Darkwing, number four, it's Darkwing, two separate words, not Darkwing Duck. But there's trouble. You call DW. Yes. Invader Zim Quarterly, Zim's Greatest Plan, number one, arrives next week from Oni Press. Uh, let's see. What else do we have in here? Robin Hood, Cult of the Spider One-Shot, Savage Number Two, Science Comics Digestive System. What? Science. Oh, okay. I guess science. It's, not. it's Science Comics Digestive System graphic novel as opposed to <laughs> Science Comics Digestive. Uh, Science! Vamp Blade Season 4 number 12. And let's see, we also have World of Betty and Veronica Jumbo Comics Digest number 3. That's part of the list. Matthew, tell them again what they need to do to make sure that next week's show happens and continues into the future. You go to our Patreon page. Which you is? You vote before Sunday afternoon. At patreon.com yes. forward slash major spoilers. Sunday afternoon. Is that about right? Sunday morning. Sunday morning. Sunday morning. Okay. So each week this show comes out on Thursday, but you'll know what we're reviewing on the previous Monday. So you can go and you can look by Sunday and then we will pick a book. We will read that book. We will check out that book. And the more people who vote, the more chance there is that Stephen is not going to cancel his show. Yeah. Because, uh, Yeah. Yeah, mm. that's a thing. It's that a is thing. a thing. Let's see if we can get 30 votes this week, everybody. Let me just votes. jump in. Let me just jump in really quick. Here are the uh, current contenders, and we're halfway there. This week, we are already at 15 votes. And let's see, we have Radiant Black number three. Or I'm sorry, there's Radiant Black three and then Radiant Black two. Remember, we don't do reprints. So if one of those right. is a reprint, we won't do it. But uh, I think I will they both take... come out at the same time because oh, Radiant really? Black this is one of those one image comics. Is this one of those image comics things? Probably. So we have Radiant Black at 2 and 3, uh, Justice League 59, The Trials of Ultraman number 1, Star Trek Year 5 number 19, Thor and Loki Double Trouble. A lot of people are pushing for that one. Uh, Orcs 2, Orcs 2, sounds like Radiant Black 2, Thor and Loki, Justice League, Orphan and the Five Beasts. Well, we can't do that one, uh, Necroscope 7, because Rodrigo has already reviewed that on the Major Spoilers podcast. And then uh, two votes already for the Tricksters uh, book from, uh, from Boom Studios. So there you go. Radiant Black number two has a release date of March 17th. So if three comes out next week, that means that they're sending two issues at the same time. Yeah. Well, if not, I'll count that other Radiant Black as as a vote for two. So there you go. All right. Go and vote. 15 more people need to get over there. Don't just sit there idly and go, "Ah, I don't know. Uh, I I won't do it this week because there may not be a next week. But if we are back next week, you'll get uh, get to hear us uh, talk about a comic book. And maybe you will also get to hear Matthew say, Middle-aged mutant ninja turtle, all their best days are far behind them. The 
This podcast is copyright 2021 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.